There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Thank you. Silence the voice. I just got an email from somebody that said I am trans. I know we got a couple of people who are trans. We got Peyton who's going through his thing. So I am trans, and I couldn't agree more with what you just said about Chappelle's thing. I listened to it. I watched it. And frankly, he used to piss me off. But this was almost an apology and a story about what we weren't hearing. Questions. And the one thing he says in that special that's like poignant, that's really amazing. He said, I simply asked the question and got railed for it. How come it was so easy for Caitlyn Jenner to change her gender and so hard for Cassius Clay to change his name. I just asked the question. I didn't give the answer. I just asked the question. And everybody got mad. You're punching down on us. That's a great question. And again, it's a 50-year gap. Different time. Yeah, it's a di- totally different time. But you'd think that the movement that was going on at the time in the 60s, which had full-out hands-up pushback, would have been similar to the one that was going on with the gender, and that's what he said. He said, "These the LGBTQ, I'm jealous." He goes, "Your movement is just." He goes, "How did you guys do this?" All he <laughs> definitely was, was um, louder because you know you think about it was just a little bit after that, but not it was right around there. Lou Alcindor when Kareem changes, sure, he kind of uh, it seemed like a, a smoother transition. Well, I mean, he wasn't it, it, I mean, he wasn't he trying to stay out of Vietnam and all that yeah. other stuff. He had definitely had, but it wasn't pleasant. It no. wasn't easy, and I do believe he, uh, yeah. He was less spo- uh, outspoken at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, he kept. And he himself. was well. It was John Wooden's. Yeah. Super child. I mean, down there in UCLA with that. Nobody said a word back then. Bill Walton is outspoken. He couldn't even talk at UCLA. Uh, speaking of outspoken, uh, I have been about the Woody Show all week, and today we're we're allowed to finally mention that. Uh, I'm still not allowed to say that this is his last day. But oh. We killed again, Brad. I don't know. You weren't here for the celebration <laughs> no. earlier in the week and the uh, nice. the meetings and the emails that flew out that said, all right, stop talking about it. I'm like, I didn't know. But uh, yes, we killed again. And uh, somebody asked me uh, what we should do. Who's next? And somebody said, would you please go after Bickley and Murata because they want them back in the middays. 
They like they're out of their routine. Well, yeah, they're that they person listen, listen to, to us. Yep, and listen to Vince and uh, it, that's what I used to listen to on the way home. I love those two. They're yep. good people. In fact, Vince is the uh, voice of the Phoenix Suns uh, PA, uh, and I've known Vince for a long time. And while I was at the game the other day, I texted him and said, uh, "You sound so much straighter through the PA this year. They must have changed the speakers." Uh, <laughs> And I said, could you speed the Suns game up? I'm here for the lesbians because the WNBA game was on after. And he said, I spent the entire offseason trying to man it up. I'm glad you noticed. And I'm like, I lied. The ladies behind me saying how woke it was having such a feminine male uh, PA announcer. I didn't want you to hear it. I can't lie. I can't lie to you. Uh, it was pretty funny, though, because we go back and forth. But it was great because, you know, as a kid, Vince has the job I always wanted. Uh, as an adult, I know that job pays like $7 a game. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a waste. But I always wanted to be two minutes, two minutes. And I had a squeaky, ugly, weird-sounding voice when I before puberty kicked in and this gem showed up. <laughs> but I always wanted to be the guy who said, you know, James Earl Jones doing the, this is CNN, tonight on CBS. And there are people who do make tons of money doing that, but they do all sorts of other things. I wanted that to be like a full-time job to do what Vince does. Until I found out that it pays nothing. But now my dream is to be able to communicate with that guy during the game. Because these... Rattle the cage? It is amazing how fast these PA... Paul is the guy for the Coyotes. And he does... Paul has a set of pipes on him. Oh, yeah. It just sounds phenomenal when amplified. I mean, he's a guy just... And Russian names sound better coming out of Paul's mouth than anything in the world. (laughs) Crack a jack a stack. And I'm like, oh, nice job, Paul. How did you do that? Two minutes in the box for roughing, and then the mic goes off and he goes, Oh, that Dave Harf, I could kill him. Planet, it would be that idiot out in sales. Two minutes for roughing. He's amazing. But you can text Paul during during the game. So Paul got me tickets once for the Coyotes. This was hilarious. I'm dying. So my phone goes, ding, because it just happened to be on, which is never the case. I'm with my friend Jim Wilson. The Asian Dragon. Paul got us tickets for a, a, a game. The PA guy sits, or used to, I don't know if he still does because of COVID, but he sits right on the ice next to the penalty box, I think, between the benches. And uh, Best seat in the house. And uh, <laughs> I get a text that said, I just saw your ugly, bald ass. Sitting next to the ugliest Asian lady I've ever seen. <laughs> Said, I'm going to get a camera on you. And you, it just went on and on. And while I'm reading it, fans, it's time to salute the troops. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the same human being. And like, they're not Because the PA guy's not human. He's a, he's a machine of information. <laughs> the he's, wizard. He's, the wizard. He has no personality. Like as far, You'd never expect him to go, boy, oh, boy, number 38 is an asshole. You'd love it, but they don't do it. So you don't get opinions from that guy. You get facts. You know, goal scored by blah, blah, blah at the two-minute mark. You know, you get the info. And then I'm getting texts from him. So I did the same thing with Vince when I told him you sound straighter than ever. And, uh, and he's going and going. And then I hear, as, I'm, as my phone, it couldn't have been more than a second after he hit send, Mikel Bridges for one, two, three. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's some serious getting it done, Murata. But if you met... Uh, Vince and Paul, and you talk to him. You ne- you wouldn't put the two and two together that they're PA, PA announcers at those games. Paul, maybe. Well, maybe not from his personality, bit, his but voice if you meet though. Jeff yeah. Mund. Oh, Jeff Mund sounds like that all the time. 
Well, Jeff actually will be at a Circle K going, I'm going to enjoy a hot dog <laughs> for $1.75. Fans, I'm getting gas. Yeah, that guy is just... And then you meet, he's been in the building before. Yeah. And you talk to him and it's like, you're you're it's a human PA. Permanent PA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you have the ability to be anything but that. Uh, Mike Abad's another one. He used to do Coyote stuff. He yeah. does all the Seahawks stuff. Abad does in-house Abad, Seahawks? No, no, no. He He's like all their broadcast stuff. Anytime they talk about Seahawks or do a Seahawks ad, that's In the Mike, stadium? That's Mike Abad. In not, the stadium? Not in the well, stadium. that's all I'm talking about. In stadium gotcha. guys. I'm not talking about like a voiceover guy for the radio. Gotcha. That's, that's his job. I expect that. Yeah. PA guys are live. Yep. But I always wanted that job. So I'm proud of Vince. And he's got that. And people are like, get Bickley and Murata next. You killed Woody. Get and I don't want to kill them so much. They'll just die on their own. Because we don't really compete with the sports stations. They're kind of, they no, do their own thing. Not much of a threat. Well, no, I don't care about that at all. I, spe- I really like stomping on the non-threats. Like, Woody was not much of a threat, but putting our foot in his throat and watching his eyeballs pop out. You make me pop your eyes out of your skull for Charlie M? We love that. So do we get to rip the posters off? off I was doing that. That's what, that was oh, the problem. really? So I was walking around with uh, Betty Sullivan McCain. Yeah. And uh, I saw all the little... The Woody Show, all the posters. And Betty has the rubber grip on the bottom. So if I just reach up and tap it, it flies off the wall. Like, Betty's, nice. a, Betty's a terror. Damn it, I missed everything. Betty is a great. And that was grip. What, that's what caused the problem because I thought everybody knew. So I'm like, well, we don't need these anymore. <laughs> and uh, that's when they said, well, could you at least wait until we make an announcement before you start telling everybody down here? And I'm like, they don't know because Betty and I were going. I also found some information about my cane, Betty Sullivan. Stolen contraband. Remember how I told you Betty Sullivan, my cane, has... Stuffed th- full of cocaine? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm going right. to open her up. The uh, the name Betty Sullivan's on it like three times. Right. That's uh, Megan's grandma. It was her cane. Uh, so I'm looking and I'm like, what's the deal with all the name tags? Like, evidently, there was a theft problem. And, uh, you know, that, that was my... Oh, no, old people forget their canes all the time. We talked about it yesterday. Well, if you forget your cane, you don't really need your cane, do yeah. you? I mean, and then somebody emailed and said when he worked at a grocery store... All those little scooters would come back with canes attached to the front because they'd hop out of their scooter right into the car and forget and their where canes. You leave the cane. And he said the scariest part about that is they can't walk through a grocery store, but they can drive a car. <laughs> I'm like, geez, I never thought of that. That's scary. So he said, but the cane thing is left behind. If you leave your cane behind, you don't need it. So Betty's cane was for theft. And you know why? Because uh, uh, Megan's mom told her. She said uh, uh, that it's funny that it's named Betty Sullivan because that cane meant a lot to her. She went to... The store once uh, with uh, her daughter, Megan's mom, and they were shopping and stuff and came back and there's a cane in the cart. And she looked and said, Mom, we didn't pay for that. She goes, I buy a lot of things at that store. She swiped <laughs> like, I she earned swiped this. White Betty Sullivan swiped that cane. Man. So she, she thought over the years and basically said, I'm old. If they come and ask, did you take that? You just say, oh, I tried I've been shopping sorry. there for years. It's an old Seinfeld episode that I thought was hilarious but is real. Is that when Uncle Leo gets caught stealing books, he's like, I'm an old man. I didn't realize. And he said, it's something we do. Old people steal because she was one of them. She would steal stuff thinking, I come to this place all the time. I should get a few extra things because I've spent a lot of money here. Dame Judy Dench. And I'm old. Yeah, Dame Judy Dench when she yeah was that Tracy Ullman that used to, yeah. used to beat people up and steal. God, I'm so old. I how could I possibly? It's a real thing. I didn't know it was a real thing, and that's something I look. That's the first time in a long time I thought, man, now I want to get old. They steal like crazy 
things they need. So, I mean, if you steal a checkout, man. Yeah. If you're an old person, you pick something up and you don't pay for it. That's one thing. But you pick a necessity up. That's well thought out. She needed a cane. She's like, I like that cane. And I need If they one. don't scan it, they Why missed it. Why does it matter it? if it's a necessity or not? Because it, if it's not it's a necessity, more, it's, more of a thought? it's more of a thought process saying, okay. I'm taking that. I'm not paying gotcha. for it either. Gotcha. And she knew it the second that Mary pulled it out of the thing and said, we did not. What is this? I spent a lot of money in that place. <laughs> So well, that doesn't give you a right to, like, take one thing a day. Sure does. Sure does. Sure does. And you're going to stay quiet about it, too. Saw an old I'll beat you with a cane. Saw an old guy at Home Depot do that self-checkout. Oh, he had yeah. A, he had one of those orange buckets that he loaded with stuff, came through with a couple of pieces of wood, boop, boop. Flip the bucket and go. And then he went, and the lady was like, um, sir? Yeah. What? Human nature. If you can try to get away with it, you will. And the older you get, you're like, I've, I've spent enough. I'm going to fix the I didn't realize that was the argument. That cane's 12 bucks. What's the That's level? not happening. I don't know. I'm not there yet. I it, get, so it's like discover rewards at at some point. You got to reward yourself. Yeah, you, yeah. It's it's elderly rewards. You keep your own tally and you start swiping things on your own. But Betty Sullivan, my cane that I've been using through this hip thing, hot cane is hot. Man, <laughs> fell off a truck. <laughs> fell off the truck. And someone or another makes that cane cooler. Like now I'm strutting around with it. I didn't walk around downtown because it was embarrassing. Had I known the story, I'm like, you don't know the story. You don't know what this cane's been through. This and thing was never paid for. And now you're keeping it. The cane's mine. <laughs> Betty Sullivan belongs to me. Off we go, Betty Sullivan, for another adventure. But yeah, I noticed that it can be used to pull things off walls. But I, now that I know that it's got a statute of limitations, should be over by now. The lady who stole it's paid the ultimate price. Saying, She's yeah. gone. So can you pass down stolen merchandise? I don't know. She did. But she lifted it. Which makes me just want to go to the CVS and watch old people. Because I guarantee you, it's daily. Just sit in the candy aisle. You'll see all the Werther's yeah. just disappearing off the They're the always out of stock. And yeah. Brett, you can appreciate this. <laughs> Who are the first ones to start going, these black kids? They scream racist <laughs> things in the CVS about shoplifting. It's a distraction technique. The black kids are like, I'm not. That's why they I don't. I didn't do anything, man. I didn't. Oh, sure. Look at them. He's sitting there. They, Stuff in his pockets full of weed. <laughs> Stealing and prunes. Meanwhile, his wife's over there just centrum silvering the entire bag. Let's get out of here, Wallace. Well, it's time to go. I'm not coming here anymore because these Negroes keep taking off the shelves. Do something about it. <laughs> grab a cane. Grab a cane. Keep an eye on the cool cigarettes back there. <laughs> yeah, grind oh. up the vitamins. You know, you know, Demont, you're the reason the cools have to be behind the counter. Now, grab a cane. Grab a cane. They're looking. They're, 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 distract them. And I guarantee you, that's why old people do that. They used to do it at Tony Roma's. They'd wander over. There's two Mexican boys over there up to no good. I thought I'd let you know. They tell an employee that through, uh, that's our bus they're not afraid to sound racist. Right. They don't care. There's a Mexican boy. I think he's shoplifting over there. I saw him. And everybody's like, oh, thank you, old fellow, old citizen, World War II, greatest generation. And then they go pay attention to the Mexicans. Meanwhile, they're they're killing you on cotton balls and Stuff, gauze. Stuffing rolls in their <laughs> Hurry up. And- Hurry up. They're distracted by those innocent Mexicans. <laughs> Roll me out of here. They come home after grifting out of the stores, and then they get a call and like, you need a million dollars? Okay, I'll send it to <laughs> I'm you. I'm done. That's a great idea. Well, they get hit hard. Not all of them. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place 
price, price line. <laughs> you get to a point it's where a circle. you're walking around with your stolen cane and then, you know, your brain starts fading. And then that prince from Nigeria gets all your savings. Pretty fantastic story, though. I didn't know that. But she was, you know, and that's how you know you stole it on purpose is because she didn't go, oh, did I do that? She got mad like right away. I spent plenty of money in there. She stole it on purpose. It was well thought shut out. Shut your trap. You shut your mouth. You know how much money I put into that CVS? Why, I practically pay their light bill. You put the cane in the car and you keep your trap shut. <laughs> Betty Sullivan, my cane is stolen by a woman that was had to be in her 80s at the time. Just had to have it. I think that's great. That makes me respect old people more than I ever did. Your parents steal. I'm Brady. just wondering now. I guarantee it. My dad. You're you're sweet. I'll, go, I'll take an inventory on his items. You I you won't get a straight answer from him because that blows the cover and the whole game. I think you get introduced to it at a certain age. I don't think we know yet. I think twenty. You're probably five years away. The rest of us twenty, twenty five years from it. <laughs> from getting that little indoctrination from an older friend because you hang out with some older people. So you get an older friend and be like, "Watch this, Brady. I just learned this from it." And it's passed down through example. They don't pay attention to us. Old and then when oh, they catch yeah. you, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, I can't. I don't know where I am. Are you my son?" And they're like, "Oh, the poor old man." And they put it. They're never going to bust him for shoplifting, and they know it. And it's fantastic. They've Your also parents been do it. I guarantee it. Your parents do it. My mom's rolling out with a case of white wine. Your parents once do a it because they've spent their entire life yeah. bartering. They've spent their entire. Your dad never goes to a place without calling the owner before he goes to see. Well, hey, hey, is Tony in? Hey, it's Tony. I was thinking about coming down there. Hey, maybe uh, if you're there, I'd say hey. It's not a good time, Torp. It's essentially friendly shoplifting. The whole, are you there? Well, I'm going to be there, too. And then you put them on the spot to give you free Under things. the guise of being patrons. Best friends. Patronizing. Yeah, patron- yeah that's why they get it. That's yep. why it's called patronizing. Yep. But then now that he's older, he's developed this, that's Torp. He's a good guy. He, Your dad's uh, probably not now because he's, he's too done. old. But uh, now's the time. If he ever goes to I a know. store, though, he steals. Yeah. He doesn't have he, time to stand and check out. He's had his run. Oh, yeah. But Tell, he steals. And no, he's not going to admit it, it to you. No. So you can't ask him. But you there gotta, might be some grift in this weekend. Take him to the drugstore and just keep an eye on him. Why this weekend? Because he's going out he's there. He's getting out. Oh, and it's right. Torp's 89th birthday. 88th. Oh, you were wrong. Yeah, it was a year off. Hey, John. For, we have the 89th, and that's good. Hey, good John, night. tell Bert that there are no cigarettes or tobacco products at CVS anymore. He's going to have to go shoplift somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you why it is, I don't too. steal that stuff. <laughs> the, 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 the POCs come along. <laughs> Grab a cane. And, they, and look, there's two of them over there. So everybody keep your eyes over there. Those... Those awful they immigrants. They got the walkers back in stock. <laughs> build the wall. Build the wall. Grab the cane. Build the wall. Get those circus peanuts. They, they distract oh. by making you look at the racist thing. They're brilliant, these elderly. And, and you notice, if you notice, old black people start getting mad at young black people. It's these, these kids today, they have no idea what they're struggling. Just look at them over there, probably stealing stuff. And like, meanwhile, he's like taking all the trident. John, I remember uh, I worked in retail, and during training, they would tell us that the biggest demographic responsible for shoplifting are the elderly. Yeah, they're, they're horrible because they know they can get away with it. I now know my grandma and grandpa stole like crazy. My grandma's goal on a daily basis was to get to that goddamn Safeway. It was her Mount Everest. Every – got to go to the Safeway. I think she just needed a fix. The candy store. She needed her kick. She, they would walk. We lived by Dobson. Uh, we lived on uh, uh, Alma, or I guess it was a uh, Guadalupe in Alma School, or an extension. Yeah, yeah, you were in the same mm-hmm. area. So we lived over there, and the Safeways on Alma School and Guadalupe—it's a good mile. 
Yeah. And my yeah. old grandparents would like the, I'd come home at three three thirty after school. And I'd drive home and they're like, we need to go to the store, John. Every day. I'm like, why don't we pick up tomorrow's dinner too? Oh, no, no. And I'd go and sit and wait in the parking lot. I'm not going to dawdle around the store with these old people. <laughs> Little did I know, I was the getaway driver. And, they, and if I didn't show up at 3.30, if I did not show up at 3.30 on my way home down Guadalupe to head home, I'd see Bill and Shirley hoofing it down Guadalupe. I'm like, that's a mile walk. These two can't not shoplift every day. I now know that they had to go, they had to get a hit. Get their fix. And they would go get dinner every day to cook. And they'd walk. And the kids at Dobson would scream at them, you mother snowbirds. John, those kids at family school share a colorful language. You guys just stay home. I'll come get you. Well, I weren't home by 3.30. We had to get in there. Like, there's something going on. Now I know. At 3.30, that's when the Dobson kids would mill around Safeway and they could go, these uh, teenage uh, kids are over there stealing. And then they would just go rifle whatever they wanted. It's genius. And it only works if you're old. Because if I walk in and go, hey, there's a couple black kids over there. Still, I'm just a racist. Old people, we expect them to be racist. They know that. They throw out. Oh, they're old. Oh, he's from a different time. There's two Mexicans over there. <laughs> I see them. Putting stuff in their pockets. You might want to keep an eye on it. Meanwhile, his wife just loading, loading, up. loading up. And they, and, then, and then they do that thing where their pants are half off. Yesterday I saw a transvestite crossing the road at the university and priest on my way to Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Uh, by the way, the cats we're giving today are ridiculous. They're a bonded pair. Got to get them together. But Maud and George are pretty amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, and you can get on that 98 KUPD. But this uh, tranny was across the street. And yeah, I said it because this one wasn't normal. <laughs> you guys don't want him in your team. If you're mad at, at saying tranny, if you'd have seen this one, you'd be like, I don't want him representing us and I don't want to represent him. Uh, he's in a dress. Uh, it was filthy, long hair, crossing against traffic, no crosswalk, just stopping traffic completely. And his panties were hanging out of the bottom of his dress. Oh. So there was, something, there was some gravity in those panties. Something was pulling those down. And they were getting lower. And Amy's with me because she goes with me to the dog and cat to the lost her home shelter. And she goes, "Oh my sweet God, you're right." And I'm like, "That guy's <laughs> panties have a load in them, and they're coming out." And by the time he got to the Jack in the Box on the corner, they were down to his knees, and he's swinging the Jack in the Box door open. And I'm like, "Those poor bastards have something to deal with." Those are the those are the times when I realize how right I am about uh, you know joining a tribe. Transsexuals are not all the same. Some of you people who are fighting the fight need to be with uh, us about like, well, can we get rid of this part of it too? Because this isn't something I want to th- – I don't want to be uh, woke about that lunatic. That's just a person with a mental disorder and a pair of pooped up panties that's walking in there. But that's what old people do too. Their pants get real low. They'll crap them on purpose. So then you just put all the stuff they stole back. Say, you need to go home. Probably run on – you know, make a run at – Diapers, too, might be a hot item. And they'll take a free ride to a hospital, too. So if you're like, I just don't feel well. They're willing to waste the time of firefighters and EMTs to pretend like they weren't stealing. What a racket we got going. Makes me want to get old. Makes me want to go out with your folks. Let's get your parents out to the CVS and say, here's the See if they'll do it. I know my dad's not in the club. My mom might be. Your parents would do it. If you told them, I need these three things. Go in there and get them for me. And don't pay. And watch her. I bet she'll do it. My mom probably would. My dad would just call a guy. <laughs> He's got people for that. <laughs> I had a moment that Brett would have liked yesterday, too. Uh, 
where I seemed very racist, but I wasn't being racist. Uh, at my physical therapist, uh, Lauren is awesome. She uh, does a great job. And we're talking, and she said something about, because I said that I, wanted to, I was going to go to the fight tomorrow in Las Vegas, the Fury Wilder fight. And she said, you're going to hoof around with this bum leg up there? And I'm like, I got the cane. I'm not going to do a whole lot of traveling. We're going to just probably sit there, wait for the fight, do the fight, and come home. And she goes, oh, okay. She goes, well, don't move around too much. And, I, and, she, and, and she said, uh, who do, you, do you know people up there? I'm like, well, the casino hostess I have up there, we're friends. And I said, and uh, I hang out with her, so we'll, we'll drink for a little bit, and that'll be about it. And then she said, uh, I have friends there too. And she said, but they, they can't meet anybody. Tells me about her friend, this guy. And she goes, is the casino hostess hot? And my answer to that was, not sounding racist, but it did come out as racist. Well, she's Asian. <laughs> and she goes, well, Asians can't be hot. And I'm like, well, I mean, you got to be, you're either into it or you aren't, right? <laughs> and she goes, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm in a hole here. <laughs> racist. And, yeah, because I'm like, what I said was, I don't know your guy. She's an Asian. Do we even need to keep talking? Because some guys are like, I don't like Asians. Some guys are like, I'm totally into Asians. I don't think there's some middle group. Like either dudes, they're into Asians or they're not, right? I would think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I said that, and the whole tenor of the, the visit changed. And I'm like, well, she's like a sister to me. This is just, a, I don't really look at her, like, whether or not she's hot. I just see my Asian friend. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess she's, she's good. you just need to stop talking. And I'm like, I know, but I mean, it, it sounded like I was being racist, but I wasn't. You asked me, is she hot? I said, she's Asian. That's step one, two, is he into Asians? Because if, if, if he likes Asians, maybe he'll like her. It does seem a little racist, but I think it that is. <laughs> but well, because she's asking, is she hot? You I would lead say. With that. But if I said that, uh, but I don't know if she's hot. I don't see uh, her that way. She's a friend. So then of mine. you would say no, she's not. No, I don't know that she's I not. Said I wouldn't recommend. Well, maybe he's into yeah. Asians though. I'd be like, uh, she's black. She's super tall. Like so, is she hot? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see her that way. She's like a brother. So I guess to me, no, but that doesn't mean I don't think all Asians are ugly. That's not the case. Like if you were to draw an Asian person, she would be the one you'd draw. If you put the woman I know in a group of Asian people, I'd struggle getting her out of there. <laughs> it's like uh, like watching Squid Games and stuff. You're sitting there looking at the TV going, oh, geez, which, one, which character was that again? Don't lie. You did it. Did, have we been introduced to that person yet? <laughs> Who was that? That's the old man's bunkmate. Oh, right. I got to quit switching from the main people here because I'm getting a little confused. I thought that was the lead character. I wonder. If, I wonder if all races do that though. Like black people. guys are like, nah, he's a cracker, you know, or uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's white. Yeah, no, they would say that in heartbeats. Yeah. Like, is she hot? She's white. Oh, yeah, that's... He, he's into white girls. Okay, yeah, then she's pretty hot. That's kind of what I was saying, but it feels terrible. It's been weighing on me. <laughs> is she hot? Well, she's Asian. I said. John, I know you've seen the black <laughs> transvestite on Camelback oh, in yeah. the '51 that looks like Dennis Rodman yep. with red lipstick on. I think it actually might be Rodman. I have been wanting to roll up and ask for an autograph. It's Rodman with like some sort of a tapeworm. He, it's the tapeworm. We'll just call that. That's the nickname. The tapeworm. That's the new nickname for that Dennis Rodman transvestite that wanders around Camelback. You guys haven't seen this, but I've shown you pictures. He's taller than the bus doors of a city bus. He's got to be 6'9". In the heels, way taller. Is that the one that's been there for years? I don't know if it's been for years. It's been a while, but I've shown you pictures of this thing. It, gorgeous dresses, like really nice bags. Yeah. Uh, super red lipstick. I was at the Target once on uh, 16th and Camelback, and she, he was trying to buy a kid a soccer ball. 
And the parents are like, we don't want it. We don't want it. It's like, I'm going to get this for your son. He was looking at it. Like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want it. We don't want this. <laughs> no, please. Please, tapeworm. Just autograph my son's shirt and let's go. Denise Rodman, the tapeworm. <laughs> yeah, she might weigh 18, 19 pounds. Good seven feet tall. Crazy skinny, but uh, pretty awesome. Anyway, so, yeah, I would do that. Like, if you said, hey, is your friend hot? I'd be like, she's Asian. Just to get your reaction. Like, oh. Because if somebody goes, oh, that means they're not into it. And you don't have to think Asians are I'm hot. I'm surprised you even entertained that answer. Like, oh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't that. realize that that – because I would have told her, yeah. like, the next sentence would have been like, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. I don't do setups. I don't and won't do a setup, especially secondhand setup. I don't know her friend. No freaking way. Ugh. Setups are the worst thing you can get involved in. You're going to get that call. This is what you think of me? Like what? Dude. You think I like Asians? You think I like Asian chicks? What's going on? You know? Have you ever I'm like, so I, did, I said answers, she was Asian. She's and, ugly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, well, yeah. your friend would Take call and say, dude, it. she's yeah. hideous. What's yeah. wrong with you? I'm like, I thought she was good for you. Well, no, we're not friends. Setups are the worst. Don't ever set anybody up. Uh, I also have to go. Uh, uh, somebody emailed me this, and I said it again. It was, there was a hesitation. Yesterday, I got an email from somebody that said, how come, and this goes on the heels of that, uh, no one's mad. And this is from a, a person named Kelly who is Asian. How come no one's mad that the show is called Squid Game? And I emailed back and I'm like, I don't know. Why would they be? And she said, it's a racial slur. That's right. And I'm like, it is? It is? Was, yeah. yeah. I, you should have known yeah, that. But that's the actual yeah. name of the game. I know. And I, I said, game, right? I said, yeah, the way I don't know. It in the first episode. She said, it's a horrible racial slur. Or he, I don't know if Kelly's a girl or a guy. She said, I'm half Asian American or Asian American, half Asian, half white. I said, and that is a huge slur. I'm looking it up. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know that at all. I said, so now we're being trapped. We're being set up. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. No, I did when you, yeah. when, I mean, I've heard it used as a slur. I've never heard it. I don't think. If I, I never, have, I, I forgot. Never have. Yeah. But that's a, evident. And I don't know if it's for Koreans or and for- And it's the a, number one uh, baby outfit right now for trending <laughs> exactly. squid games. It's going to be huge for Halloween and everything else. Squid game. And uh, this person, this Kelly person, wasn't mad. Like, kind of thought it was funny, but said, as an Asian person, nobody stepped up and said anything about this being a racial slur. Squid game. And I'm like, I would have never known. And then, you know, some colorful language came up and said, do you think if it was uh, an African game and they called it mm-hmm game, people would be upset? Or if they were throwing spears and had a specific name for that? I'm like, Jesus, Kelly, you're right. But I didn't know that this was a prominent one. And the problem is, that's the advancement. That's good. That's yeah. a whole racial slur we don't even know. But now that I know it, it became hilarious to me to think that there are Asian people going, are you kidding me? This is how cavalier we're getting with slurs? They have a whole show about us called that? Man. That's why it went. Is so, it on a list? I'm, I'm looking at it. It's, it's I'm not finding it. No. It's on a lot of different things. I don't know like if it is. They ride sport bikes, and then there's Australian slang insults. Yeah, that's and, the one I know from Randall. Yeah. Squid. Yeah. Yeah, for, for squiddy bikes. Yeah, that's when I've heard him say squiddies about uh, guys who ride bikes, and I never knew Which what that ironic, was. ironic because at the time he was a squiddy. That's yeah, true. He was riding one of those. When he was riding the danger zone mm-hmm. bike. Uh, someone says squint. Well, that I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, that <laughs> but I've never heard squid before, so this person might be <laughs> reaching for one. I've never heard of it. So I didn't even look it up because I don't want it on my internet, but I'll let Brett do it. I'm sure it <laughs> blends right in with the rest of it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
I'm pissed I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had them all. I, I didn't look. If you find it, let me know. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm still looking. So let me be the first to apologize to all Asians for the Squid Game if that is in fact a slur. But it's your. I was thinking it's, it's a from Korean World game. War Two, maybe from uh, uh, the Japanese, where it came from. Got me. But we're not clever enough. Racists aren't clever enough to know the difference between Japanese and Korean. Right. They're not. If you, you ask anybody what the difference between China and Japan are, and they won't know. One's an island, but they don't like it. You line them up, you're like, I don't know, like, even by name. Like, Asia is a massive. India is part of Asia. Russia is part of Asia. Parts of it. So, you know, Asian is a, you know, super broad. But Korea and Japan, nine, nine out of ten Asians aren't going to be able to tell the difference by looking. They just throw out a word that they want to throw. I, I, don't see, I don't know that squid is one. But Kelly, if that's true, let me be the first to say sorry about that. I've been saying that like crazy. Yeah. I, man. Doesn't Eastwood drop it in Gran Torino? Maybe he does. I, still I don't, I don't seen remember Torino, it. So I don't you know. haven't seen Gran Torino? Oh, oh it's mandatory viewing for yes. aging white men. All right, I got to do it then. <laughs> Uh, one thing that thing taught me was what a, a homong is. I didn't know what those people. I'd never heard. I didn't of that. know that was real. I didn't know it was either. Yeah. Randall should know. Squid is what we call guys in the navy. Yeah, sailors. Is that? Uh, I don't know what that is. All right. See, everybody's coming up with different terms. Yeah, now. so it's not a thing. I don't think so. All right, Kelly, no. don't make it a thing. I think Korea would be the first ones to say we can't call it this. It's their show. Like Vader wrote, it's not a slur. People are just reaching now. Yeah, yeah everybody wants something to be something. Yeah, squids, jarheads. That's, That's a Marine, that right? Yeah. Are the squids, squids the Marines Navy, also Navy guys? Yeah, well, that makes sailors. sense. Underwater. Yep. And Squiddy, I still don't understand why that's a guy who rides I, I don't know. fast yeah. bikes, but maybe that's where Kelly's confused, is that those are usually a Japanese bike. So they're, I don't know what that means. I have no Squid idea. Squid is very specific to military personnel in submarines, Submar- <laughs> submariners. <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly, then stop making racism where it doesn't exist. We got enough of a problem. And here's another thing. Toledo, you were watching your Seahawks last night, I'm sure. Oh, God. Second quarter, Joe Buck throws out the, you know what I always say, here we go, Jim. (laughs) He throws that bomb, right? Then later in the third quarter, Troy Aikman says, well, it's like I always say, here we go, Jim. If we go back to the podcast where that was in, this is the first time I've been bitter about this. That was, that's me. Yep. I gave that line to Frank, and then he ran with yep. it. Is that not how it occurred? We oh, were yeah, on the yeah. podcast. We're working were on a Tony it, Romo. You were explaining it to him, and that, that's the part that you That's the about. That's the line I'm using yes. to try to get a Tony Romo. Yes. Here we go, Jim. This is it, Jim. Here we go. And Frank's As been it, using it all over. And then in this, in, at Frank the end. Frank came up with Tony. Yeah, Tony. And he wanted me to do the Jim Nance thing, but then he just started doing it on his own anyway, right. which is fine. And usually when Frank and I will go back and forth bantering before either of us have the impression, one of us will pick up a thing. So then I'm fine with that last night. It got under my skin a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. Because just hours earlier, I got an email from somebody that said, Frank's on uh, Dave Pash's podcast doing his Ron Wolfley, and it's all yours. Oh, David. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, is he giving me credit? Usually he gives credit. He goes, nope. He didn't give you any credit. I'm like, what's going on in the Caliendo world? That Alejandro I'm, said he wants you on Dave Pash's podcast. Oh, maybe I will. And I'll just do all the Franks. <laughs> Here's a guy who just wants to go on there with John Madden. And it's too late. 
<laughs> oh, you're doing what Frank Oh, does. that's Frank. Exactly. You're ripping it off. Yep. Which maybe Omahundro's like, hey, we're trying to get Holmberg, Frank. Is that possible? I'll do it. <laughs> and then Frank goes on there and an impression blocks me. And then last night when they did the, here we go, Jim. I'm like, Jesus, that's kind of cool. That started in the Caliendo cast. And then I think uh, to a certain degree, Frank, uh, Joe Buck gave some credit to Frank on that without saying his name. Like, oh. But, oh, and I always do that with Frank. I always now you're that. the Looney Tunes. I, I, that's fine. Yeah, and now I'm the guy running around screaming. Ah, he's not a thief because I'm more than willing to say, "Hey, take it and run." You're going to do more with it you're than me. Stands in now, but yeah, yeah. I'm turning into Larry David, like Jerry got all the credit, and it was mostly his idea. God, damn, not to say Frank doesn't have ideas. I mean, not stealing anything, but he certainly is kind of. At least once, just go, well, I got the line from this guy. This is the first time I've been bitter about this because that was a big deal. Watching that and hearing, you know, you hear your thing. Here we go, Jim. And Frank's like, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I remember where, like when we were doing it, too, because I was trying to work on a Nance more than the Romo. Yeah. And then, we like, there's always a phrase or a word you get that starts getting you going. And here we go, Jim, was the one I kind of was like, I had something in that that, that could pick it up. Like, he's doing Peyton Manning right now, trying to. Frank is. And the word is weird. Like, he eats weird. Yeah. Like, it falls back into his throat. Like, he's sucking it in rather than saying it. And Frank's getting pretty good off. Just You just say the word, and then you try to tie in new words and everything else. And you get a whole impression out of it. If he ever does that, I'm not going to go, weird. And then start doing his Peyton Manning. <laughs> But when I heard uh, Buck say that in the second quarter, I'm like, that's pretty neat. But you know what? Frank's getting the credit for that. And he should. Because the minute he got it, he ran with my line all over that interwebs, knowing I'm not on it, and started to do all those videos. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. You're a giver, man. I don't want to be. I want it back. (laughs) John, I got to let you know. I want to be a guardian (laughs) giver. I'm a guardian (laughs) giver. John, I got to let you know, uh, Frank did give you credit at the end of Dave's podcast. Okay. That's all I'm looking for, a little bit of that. Did he give me credit for inventing that entire thing? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's have, what he should have I'll given have credit for. He wasn't doing Wolfly before that. Let me pull it up. Well, I don't want to hear it. Just make no, me kill my I'll friend. Just, I'll just hear it. And you should have heard his drunk Kime. Oh, his drunk Steve Kime <laughs> is going gangbusters on Instagram. But it was, it was the first time I've ever felt like, oh. That's mine. But, you know, Frank's doing more than I am. That's that's my fault. But I don't want people to hate Frank. It says, this sounds like the plot of Rocky Five, John. You need a Frank fight in the streets. <laughs> that's right. And then he gets AIDS. This works out great for me. Oh, hey, you know, Tommy, I tell you everything you know. Hey, you treat me like this, man. What do we do it, Tommy? What was the name? Brett will know. What was the name of Tommy's manager that was the bad Don King? Played by McKelty Williamson, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, he was the. I don't know that 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 was the worst one oh, of so all bad. of them. But the fight at the end is still exciting. It's yeah, it's pretty it, fun. Yeah, it's Rocky. Rocky beats up Tommy Gunn. I can't remember his name. It's a great name though. It's phenomenal. Oh, but yeah. second best boxer named Rocky. <laughs> Graziano. <laughs> anyway, Graziani. So I just wanted to point that out because last night during the game, which is a pretty good game. Sorry about your Seahawks, but pretty good game. And then uh, and then Aikman throws it out later. You know, like I always say, 
here we go, Jim. I'm like, oh, they're both doing it. Like it's, it's a catchphrase now. I'm Pete Best. <laughs> I'm sitting in some weird apartment looking at posters of Catherine Bach, Barbara Bach, which everyone Ringo married, and thinking I was a Beatle for five seconds. And now look at him. She loves you. I helped with that. Got to get a writing credit. All I want is just a little nudge. That's it. You put in a lot of time, a lot of effort. You know when some jackass running around with all the glory. And I bet you Frank would say, well, I had that too. But we have a podcast where I actually said this is the phrase. Yeah, we've got the proof. Yeah. And maybe I am misremembering, but I'm not. I don't think so. Because that was the one I was working on. And that was the other thing uh, with uh, Gruden. And he didn't use that, but I was in the garage at my house and we were both working on Gruden. And he got Gruden quick. But my phrase for Gruden was, uh, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. He's my guy, man. And that's all I was doing. I kept saying that over and over again. And then Frank did that. And then Frank had a couple other things. And then he just took off with it. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. I mean, he's much bigger than me. That's fine. But every once in a while, you have to look down at the little people and go, that's his. And he does a pretty decent Thanks, job. Thanks, dog. Yeah, but don't go on Pashes. Now I can't go on Pashes and start doing Wolfly. Yeah, why would you? It's a point. Well, the hack already did it. Because well, <laughs> Dave knows the difference between your Wolfly and oh yeah, and Dave Frank's likes Wolfley. my Wolfly a lot. Yes. Dave loves my Wolfly, and so does Omo. Oh, does he? Okay. Oh yeah, they know. Yeah, and it gets better if I'm close to Wolfly. So if we get Wolfly in on it too, if Wolfly's talking, I can do it better with mm-hmm. him because otherwise it just turns into this cartoon bear. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it bothered me. And I'm not normally better about that. I remember Ralphie May, I, I did a couple jokes for him about the Kardashians. He asked me to help him with, and he did them. And then he called me at 2 in the morning. Hi, player, those killed. I'm going to send you a watch. I'm like, I don't wear watches. Don't. Why do you, don't. <laughs> I'm going to send you a watch, player. That was awesome. Because the main joke he liked was that uh, the Kardashians bang so many black guys, they probably have a oak tree stump next to their bed for good luck. <laughs> I get the Apollo, right? right? <laughs> You got to rob the wood before I go into a Kardashian. That's hilarious. I'm using it. Text me back. He's going to send me a Rolex for it. <laughs> that's a joke. I've never not started. That's great. I'm like, all right, thanks. That's funny. Thank you. Frank didn't offer up a watch for uh No, Frank just over? told the joke and then said Ralphie it was his. Ralphie would always uh. say, I'm stealing that. I'm taking that. That's yeah, mine. That's mine. <laughs> well, he would ask me every once in a while, like, I got an yeah. idea for this. Massage it. I'm like, okay. Jay Moore did it for a while, too. Jay Bob Moore is oh, the only yeah. other one who oh. I've, I've seen ask you for permission to oh, use. He's done it with Brady and me and everybody. Yeah. When he likes a line, Pablo yeah. just starts he writing it down, it down yeah. and then you get yep. porn sent to your that? house. Yep. <laughs> what? Oh, or, that's, or, how you're, uh, that's or, your payment? Or spy Look. pens. Spy pens. Spy pens, spy glasses. Megan and I were in one of the biggest fights we've ever been in in our lives. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't going well at all. And I'm on the couch. I'm half asleep. She comes home and she goes, what's this? And holds up a keychain camera and glasses with a camera. And I'm like, I swear to God, and I know this looks really bad. I don't even know how to use that. Really? You have cameras on a keychain and on your glass. And I'm like, where did you find that? She goes, it was in your console in the center console of the car. I went for sunglasses and they were there. Those have been there for seven years. And then you try to tell somebody, I wrote a couple jokes for Pablo Francisco. And he doesn't pay with money. He just sends you weird stuff. That password. Mine are going to get stumbled upon. I have uh, no idea where they are. I mean, I brought them he home. He brought us all those glasses. Yeah. yeah. But I started getting porn passwords. Great jokes. Thanks a lot. And then I would get like these 
uh, $99 for three months all access porn right. sites that I'd never heard of. <laughs> and he goes, here's your password. And it's like Pablo one. And I'm like, okay. And he would buy me access to three months worth of porn that I didn't want. <laughs> Great joke. Thanks. And then would fire up. But yeah. So Ralphie would, you know, just try to buy you a watch. I never took that. He'd buy dinner every once in a while. Cause he would just call and say, I want this, punch this up. It, 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 periodically. It wasn't a lot. And I did it. Jay Moore did it once for his show, and then he had me on the show. He's like, I'm right. doing these shows. Because like, I wrote a bunch of stuff for Jay Moore about Eli Manning and Peyton Manning at Thanksgiving that he just loved. And then he was he didn't pay me. He's like, I just have you on the show every once in a while. And then Jay went a little bit crazy. Yeah. That got me thinking, too. Everybody, everybody who's ever uh, headlined our uh, – Happy ending uh, show. Ralphie's tales. dead. There's tales. Callan got uh, like accused Axed. of terrible things and almost canceled cultured right out of the world. Chris Jay- showed up and <laughs> he went insane. Yep. Jay Moore went a little goofy. Jim Brewer's going a little bit off the rails. Yep. The only one that's normal is Nate Bargatze. No, the only one that's normal is Emo. Is Emo? Well, Emo didn't headline. Okay. I'm only worried about the headliners. I see, I see right what you're now. saying. I see what you're saying. But. So Nate, Bar- Nate Bargatze is the only say, one. So you're wishing something on Nate? Well, I don't know. We just found out who our headliner is, and I can't <laughs> imagine. We By the can't. way, guys, uh, George Washington Duke is the name of the promoter. That's it. George That's Washington right. Duke. <laughs> anyway. Just want a little credit. That's all. Send me a Rolex like you know, Ralph used to. Yeah, yeah, give me a Rolex, Frank. Give me some, you know, like the sneakers. Your kid's into that. Why don't you fire over a couple of tennies? His name is Caliendo. Something's going to fall off a truck. Something's coming my way, right? That's what I thought. At least some cheese. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't mind bumping up jokes for a couple of friends. Those were great. But it always came with a thing at the end, like appreciation. I didn't even accept it. It was just nice for them to say so. But, you know, you start getting emails. Hey, Caliendo's on the Pash podcast right now doing your Wolfly. But he did give credit at the end. That's what the texters are saying, yep. Okay. But that here we go, Jim thing. That's a big deal. That's big. That's his new Madden. Like he, people love that Romo thing. Yeah, I just want like a little asterisk. And it's, and it's funny for the guy who nearly every time we get together with him says, "I just really want to get away from sports." Yeah. Oh, that's all he does is jump right back in. And he's working on a Skip Bayless. I'm like, "Hey, you're really running from the sports thing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend if you're friends with Pablo Francisco, don't do anything nice for him because it will end your relationship. Immediately, or be single. That's or it. just be single, <laughs> just be but don't be single and friends with Pablo because you're going to end up with a massive amount of herpes. Where am I? Yeah, and you're going to be in another country with yeah. him and not be able to get That's home. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the the the, the camera. It, it was still in the box. It had never been opened. What? Is what this? is this? And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Spy equipment. I'm doomed. <laughs> so just calm down. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I wrote a couple jokes for Pablo Francisco, and he sent me a bunch of surveillance equipment. For what? Well, Why would he, well do he that? said he wears That's the glasses at him. strip clubs yeah. and films the lap dance on his glasses. And he said you can do it with your keychain too. You can have that. I'm like, I never once. I don't even know how this works. Sure, I'm sure of that. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> we laugh about it now. Well, I do quite a lot. My dad's been getting great use out of it. Did you give him to your dad? Probably. <laughs> He's running around taking a look at. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hair pie. <laughs> I love a piece of slice of that. 
Uh, what do you got in the big board of musical treats over there? Brett Fessy right. back for his one day of work. That's right. The Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. We always talk about the mountain bikes and everything else you need for your mountain biking pleasure and bicycling, but uh, winter's going to be coming up soon. You need the snowboards. You need Winter the skis. They are going to take care of you as well. Check them out on their new website, actionrideshop.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, hang on a second. Trying to get it up there. Oh, it's yeah. broken. He's broken. I think I got it. There we go. I got to get back on the bike yesterday at PT because yeah. of this. You don't realize how much muscle you lose just in the two weeks since the surgery. And my left leg is like shrunk compared to my right leg from not doing anything for two weeks. Just this operation. Your body just starts to atrophy that muscle so quick. Oh, and I didn't realize how much I'd gotten out of biking yeah. out of that. The thighs and the quads and stuff were all based on. You know, and a lot of the tactical black stuff too, but I don't do a lot of weight work. Right. But the bike stuff was keeping my legs going. I haven't been able to do it for a while and I'm losing quickly. I have like these little stick legs all of a sudden. Get your knee bike then. I don't want that. Josh will take care of you. I just want to ride again. <laughs> I can't wait to get back on that thing. I'm probably two weeks out. Oh, nice. And I'll go crash this hip again. All right. Uh, Skindred on the list. Uh, asking Alexandria Pantera, Rob Zombie, Eskimo Cowboy. Uh, Frank Stallone welcoming me back. <laughs> uh, and then we got a couple for uh, the Woody Show, Tools Eulogy and Helmet and House of Pain, just another victim. Not allowed to talk about that. Uh, Slayer, Jane's Addiction, the ben DGs. Caught stealing for the old people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we're not allowed to talk about it, but that okay. uh, just another victim thing seems to be fitting. Just Is that a because. good song? I don't even know that one. Is that off the, it's off the uh, House of the Damned or whatever? No, no, no. Night. That was Judgment Night. Oh, Judgment Night. That's right. The... Uh, all right, we'll go with that one. All right. Is it good? I don't remember it. That's it. pretty cool. Is it? That's okay. pretty cool, yeah. Helmet and House of Pain. Just another victim for our friend Woody, who's uh, doing his final show down the hall. Allegedly. We don't, you know. No, we, we do. We can't it's speak 100%. About it. oh, okay, all right. not going to be here anymore. That we weren't supposed to speak about We're it. We're not supposed to talk about it, but oh, okay. it's still happening. Okay. Just because we're not allowed to talk about it doesn't mean it's not happening. It is happening, but we're not supposed to. I kind of thought the green light was today. That's oh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, the no, announcement comes, right. like, after the show. Oh. They never announce that it's over while it's going on. Like, well, he, he might be saying anyway. this is our last show in Phoenix, but he's talking to, like, four or five other cities. So that nobody cares. What so difference does it make? Nobody's going to hear it anyway. Right. Nobody has heard a thing he said of him. <laughs> but we're just proud that we killed again. And I don't want Vince and, uh, and Bickley to be my next victim. They'll just do it naturally. I'm not going to – we've never once targeted anyone. Oh. Never once have I said, all right, this is the one. We're, we don't care. Just they keep trying to climb, and then they keep falling. And someday we'll fall, and it'll be over, and who cares? It's radio. It doesn't really matter. Do you remember? It doesn't matter. We're, we're not that important. Like Dave Pratt thinks he changed people's lives. You go on, you goof around for a little while until people get tired of you, and you go home. That's about it. I'm fine with that. That's a good life. week or two after, maybe. It what takes a week. And, and, and if somebody funny pops in here, tip your cap. If you get somebody good in here, they'll be like, oh, good. This is still okay. Nobody's committed to me or you or anybody else. They're not going to sit there and go, oh, my God, my life's never going to be this. You'll be fine. Wasn't the Woody show the one of those ones that was supposed to knock us out? Yep. Woody and one the, of the two. Woody yeah. and Jubel were the ones that were like, these are – well, that's the L.A. consultant of radio. Yeah. These are Los Angeles talents. These, these are radio guys from L.A. Well, L.A. radio is horrible. I don't think it's it ever is. been that good. Yeah, Kevin and Bean were pretty good. Uh, but for the most part, it's just so – but you know why? Because all the bosses are there. All the corporate bigwigs are in Los Angeles. So every, every single person on the air is scared to death. Because you look, and like if the owners were here every day, this place would be a, imagine Larry. Oh, man. It would be a disaster. Oh. 
No, he'd be yeah. hanging from the balcony. So they're all sitting there scared. You know, you got racehorses with people shooting guns constantly. They're just spooked constantly to try anything good. That's why Kevin and Bean were so good through but, the time. They but were they actually tried giving that it here, too, and that, it didn't work. But that was because L.A. said, they're so good here, and right. we don't know why. Let's put them into other markets, and we don't have to pay morning shows there. And they and it's also a position like, why don't you uh, put some big leaguers in here? Right. You know, yeah, the yeah. big well, market guys. guys. Yeah, they feel like. L.A., them. New York. Trip used to work at L.A. and K-Rock, and one of the things he said to me, he goes, one of the greatest parts of my time at K-Rock was I had morning guys that knew what they were doing and it had nothing to do with their success outside of being there. He put them together, and then it worked. He's like, and I don't know what they were doing. Good. <laughs> then I could <laughs> golf more. That's his. It's what it's about. His and everyone else's goal should be the same, which is you guys do your jobs that I've put you in place and do them well, so I don't have to do much. And we will make money. That's the point of ascending to a position of power, so I don't have to do anything. I got people doing all the work. I just kind of oversee it, and when uh, you know some of the sh- hits the fan, then I then I go into action. But until then, try to keep the crap out of the fan, I'll and I can golf up every you need day. Backup. It's great. There's nothing better than when Trip goes. I'm going to take off to Hawaii for about eight days. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this place is humming. <laughs> don't f up while I'm gone. Well, we don't. It's great, uh, Woody. We hardly knew you. In fact, I never knew you. Nobody did. I don't begrudge him. He gave it a shot. He He's still got a job in Los Angeles. I'm sure he's making a ton of money. Good for him. But you're not working here anymore. That's for sure. Helmet and House of Pain. Just another victim in our 20-year run. The thing I'm most proud of, Brady, in 20 years is how many people we've had fired. <laughs> I don't care about any of our accomplishments, if we won awards or anything else. How many other people that don't have jobs now because this one just keeps churning away? And how much that bothers them that this cruddy show is still on and they can't they can't get traction. Isn't it great? I hope they have kids. Pretty good. I hope they have hungry kids. <laughs> that's the, that's my favorite part is that I hope their children are like, Daddy, how come you're never at work like John is? Hey, son of a bitch, little bastard. <laughs> Eat your ramen. Eat your ramen. I share a bedroom with four other people. I'll get them in my podcast. One of these days. Working at that free station in Scottsdale. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.